Welcome to Served Neat, hosted by your girl, Jen Hartman. I'm the CEO of Neat, a boutique PR and marketing agency based out of Louisville, Kentucky. I launched Neat in 2019 with just $3,000 in my bank account. Since then, I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of emerging brands and Fortune 500 empires. I believe that marketing and PR should be served neat, just like your favorite bourbon. On this podcast, you'll hear about the latest and greatest growth strategies, the ups and the downs of entrepreneurship, and so much more. Pour yourself a glass of your favorite bourbon because it's time to dive in to this week's episode. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Served Neat. In today's episode, we're going to be talking all about unique selling propositions, some bad ones, some good ones, how to improve the one you currently have, and so much more. But I'm going to start this episode with a story about my worst sales call ever. And in the story, you will get an understanding of why USPs actually matter. The year was 2019. At this point, I was juggling my full-time job in product marketing with Neat. And so I was kind of doing it all. I was the CEO, but not the CEO you see today. I was the chief everything officer. I did marketing. I was finance. Who let me be finance? That was not a good idea. I was customer success and ultimately I was sales. So I was setting my own sales calls and then closing deals if I was lucky. And at this point, after taking quite a few sales calls, I was feeling more and more confident about my sales abilities. There was one call in late 2019 that I was really looking forward to. It was a call with a founder from an up-and-coming whiskey brand. And if there's one thing you should know about me, it's that I'm a bourbon girl. So I was very excited about this conversation. I did plenty of research leading up to the call. And when I finally hopped on the call with the founder, I did a great job of establishing rapport, walking through qualifying questions. I dove into why our services would be a good fit and overcame objections. We were about 30 minutes into the call at this point and I was feeling pretty confident until the prospect said this. Just curious, what makes you different from other agencies out there? Oh, <laughs> and this is where things get just like a little bit fuzzy. I had a lot of trouble answering this question. So I'm pretty sure I said something like, oh, I don't have any competitors. <laughs> you can't see me, but I just rolled my eyes so hard that they almost got stuck in the back of my head. I can't believe I said that. I just blacked out and that's what came out of my mouth. I did not know how to answer that question. Long story short, I ended up losing this deal. Now, had I known my unique selling proposition, I probably wouldn't have lost the deal. But in that moment, I can see how I looked really untrustworthy and maybe not super confident about myself and my business. So USPs are really important, guys. Whether it's for sales, I mean, obviously I just shared a sales story, but it's important for marketing and especially in PR. We use USPs in every single pitch we send out for clients. I see so many USPs that go something like this. I help you make money. We care about our people. We're honest and have integrity. Yeah, these are not it. These are not unique to you and your business. Whenever I hear something like this, my immediate thought is like, oh, so your competitors don't help their clients make money or your competitors don't care about people? What? If your competitors can steal your USP, steal, I'm like using quotes, if they can use it, if they can play off of it like it's their own, then it's not a USP. A USP should be unique. 
It's called a unique selling proposition for a reason because it's unique to you and your business. So what the heck is a USP? Now that we're like a couple minutes into the episode, a USP is a statement that will essentially showcase why your brand is different from your competitors. And it will give consumers insight into some of the benefits of buying your product or buying your service. I have some questions for you guys that will help the wheels start to turn when it comes to developing a USP. So number one is who are your competitors? And don't you dare tell me, don't you dare say that you don't have any competitors. I am cringing internally. I hear that more often than I would like to admit. Even if you are in a niche and don't have a lot of direct competitors, you still have indirect competitors. You're competing against somebody out there for something. So what's the difference between, say, a direct competitor versus indirect competitor? A direct competitor is going to be somebody who sells similar products and services. So if you're a marketing agency, your direct competitor is going to be other marketing agencies. Their products are similar in quality and price point, and you have the same ideal customer. Now, when it comes to indirect competitors, these are going to be brands who offer a product or service in the same category, but their product or service meets the needs of the consumer. Like it could be a substitute for your products or services. So for example, you go to the grocery store, you're really hungry, you pick up apples instead of bananas, right? Like apples and bananas, indirect competitors. Or you're a brand that sells $50 glass water bottles, super nice water bottles. Indirect competitor might be plastic water bottles, one-use water bottles. This one's kind of a wild example, but like stick with me. Personal trainer, indirect competitor might be Ozempic. Somebody wants to lose weight, they have options, right? Maybe they're going to work with a trainer and lose weight that way, or maybe they're going to get on Ozempic and lose weight that way, right? Everybody has competitors, whether they're direct or indirect. So I hope that helped you clear things up a little bit. All right, next question to help you start to think about USPs. What is your story? What inspired you as a founder to build the product or the service? And what makes you the person to build this? Like, why are you qualified to do what you're doing? What does your customer want? Notice how I said want and not need. People tend to buy things that they want and not what they need necessarily. Like we all need a salad, but we're going to go and buy the Big Mac. You know what I mean? Okay. And if you're still like, man, I am just riding the Strugs bus when it comes to USPs. I want to give you a quick list of words, some examples that you can just, you can steal. You can take these and make them your own. So first up is just an easy one. Clients served. How many clients have you served? If you have served hundreds of clients, thousands of clients, that's a good one to use in your USP. Maybe you have a product that is the fastest or the cheapest, or maybe your product is the world's first. If you say something like this, you have to be able to back it up. Maybe your drinks or your your food. Maybe it's 100% vegan, plant-based, gluten-free, whatever it may be. Maybe your business is minority-owned or woman-owned, or maybe you have a ton of five-star reviews. If you truly feel strongly about using something like we help increase sales, instead try something like we help increase sales by blank percentage in blank days or like on average, just something where it's a bit more specific. And again, if you're going to make a claim like this, you have to be able to back it with data. Okay, a little bit more inspo for you. There are some USPs that I just love that I think are really, really powerful. This one is for Domino's. 
you get fresh hot pizza delivered to your door in 30 minutes or less, or it's free. Now, the reason why I like this is because there's a couple uniques in here. Number one is fresh hot pizza. There's a lot of pizza companies out there where the pizza is definitely not fresh and definitely not hot. <laughs> the other one is delivered in just 30 minutes or less. That's really impactful. Or it's free. The pizza is free if they can't deliver it in 30 minutes or less. So that's a really, really good one. One of my favorites. I don't believe there are any other brands that can say that. So that's a good one. This one I love as well from Blue Cart Marketplace. Reach 92,000 buyers with minimal effort. Again, there's two in here that I really like. 92,000 buyers and then minimal effort. So there's two uniques here. This one is for FedEx, but it's their old one. I don't like their new one. Their old one is what it absolutely positively has to be there overnight. <laughs> it's kind of catchy. And then this one from HelloFresh I love too. America's most popular meal kit. It is one of the shorter ones, but the reason why I like this, it says the most popular, America's most popular meal kit. USPs are just a fundamental part of sales and marketing. You need to understand why your product or service is uniquely different in the marketplace because this just carries over so much what you do. So I hope that this episode just helped you to start thinking about a USP, formulating a USP. And if you guys have questions about it or you want to continue the conversation, make sure to slide into our Instagram DMs, Nate underscore the agency. Oh, I have a funny story about this actually. I recently saw a naturopath doctor a couple weeks ago and I booked the appointment months and months ago and they told me that they were emailing me my forms and I was like okay great and once a week they would call me and be like Miss Hartman like did you get your forms you have to fill these out and I would always say no I never got them in my inbox like can you resend them again and I would check spam they weren't there and finally I go in for my appointment they never sent me my forms and I'm having a conversation with the front desk person and she was like hey I just want to like confirm your email we have on file. And they were like, Jen at meet the agency. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, it's neat. Like as in whiskey, neat. And she started laughing and she was like, oh my goodness. We all thought that you marketed meat products. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> and this is not the first time this has happened. There have been plenty of people who have mistaken meat for meat. Meet the agency. Can you imagine? But if a meat brand wanted to like throw money in our direction, I would gladly take it and market the hell out of some meat products. Anyways, that's the episode. I will catch you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Served Neat. I hope you enjoyed listening and found some tasty nuggets of marketing wisdom to help you take your brand to the next level. Remember, just like a perfectly crafted cocktail, marketing is all about finding the right balance and serving it up with a splash of creativity. So keep building, keep refining, and keep serving up your brand with style. And if you're thirsty for more insights, follow us on Instagram at Nate underscore the agency for even more marketing tips and tricks. Be sure to subscribe and join us for our next episode of Served Nate. Until then, cheers. <laughs>